Hello and welcome to Lave Radio. Greetings and welcome to Lave Radio. Greetings, Commanders. Greetings, Commanders. The show that talks about the universe of Elite and the development of the computer game Elite 4, known as Elite Dangerous. And the fantastic community that surrounds it. A place of nonsense and innuendo for forum dads. A self-contained podcast two hours long. Transmitting to every corner of the galaxy. It's even louder than me. The hottest show this side of Dizzo. The name of the place. Lave Radio. Lave Radio. Lave Radio. Lave Radio. Commanders, and welcome to episode 457 of Live Radio, the show that likes to talk about the universe of Elite and the vast, fantastic community that surrounds it. I'm your host, Commander Phoenix Sapphire, and joining me in the Orange Sidewinder bar for this episode, we have our Head of Health and Safety, Commander Aid Levice, that's Ben Moss Woodward. You know, as long as I pay an arm and I like to look at other games as well. <laughs> we have our Staff Liaison Officer, Commander Psykit. Gather your party and venture forth. <laughs> <laughs> um, also joining us for today, we have reached across the, the ocean and there's Commander Indigo. Hey, fresh cheese bags. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody's still playing Elite Dangerous. Yay. <laughs> and we also have the wonderful Chris Mark for doing it, stuff in the background. In space, no one can hear you roll a D20. I mean, <laughs> I could give it a bloody good go, mate. <laughs> Oh, yes. I don't know. You can get 50 of them on your ship in um, Starfield, can't you? And it's all fun because, like, that works. <laughs> what? You have 50 D20s on your I ship? I don't know, like potatoes or something like that? I don't know. Something to do with... Anyway, if you wish, you can join us live. We're hanging out in-game in open somewhere with Ben and Chris, probably. We we are. My My... Cutter is currently booping a live station at the moment. Right. There enough. If you can't get to us in game, you can join the Twitch chat channel, which you can access through laveradio.com slash live. Click on the live chat and go to twitch.tv slash laveradio or X Twitter or Facebook or, oh yeah, YouTube. You know where to find us. Yeah, they'll, they'll find us. It's been an interesting couple of weeks. I think we will start with, oh, I'm going to regret this. Come on, the psychic. 
have you been? I've been all right, thank you. I've been all right. It's been um, it's been sort of like a busy and a um and like a quiet couple of weeks in equal measure. I've been mostly f- um, focused around um Faerunic type activities in either Waterdeep, Candlekeep, or Baldur's Gate in many different guises as both a pen and paper um. Uh, gamer or a tabletop gamer and a um and a video gamer. I've played a bit of elite here and there. Um I've I dipped into the um I dipped into the um oh what's it called? The CG. I did a little bit of a dip into that. Um I did a little bit more time on my brand my new commander um who is um trying trying to go from zero to Titan and that was quite that's quite fun um still been quite fun um to do um played a bit of the expanse video game um which is horrifying and wonderful and another incredible example of how amazing storytelling is in gaming at the moment and how fortunate we are to have such beautiful performance capture in gaming um oh what have i done that hasn't been to do with a video game (laughs) Or a tabletop game. Um, not an awful lot. I am hyper fixated and blinkered on doing my um, doing the things that I love at the moment. Um, I've been scared of an awful lot of fucking spiders that keep coming into my house. Um, oh yeah, the, the size of plates, man. I don't like it. I don't like having to keep waking up my husband at silly hours of the day to go. There's a spider here. I need you to get rid of it for me because it is like one of my biggest fears is um is spiders. So I'm in a full like constant state of fear that any minute there's going to be a spider appear behind me, as has happened. Um, so, um, yeah, um, video game spiders, I'm mostly all right with, but spiders in real life scare the utter bejesus out of me and I'm not happy with them being in my house. Um, but that's pretty much it for, um, for this week, really. Oh, fine. We will, we will move on to, um, to Ben. I I can emphasize with psyching about spiders. I, I was having a shower this morning. Uh, I, I saw. I saw something. What do you mean? Uh, no, no, no. Uh, uh, about the idea of no. Uh, oh, okay, about the idea okay. of a spider in the shower. I, I've uh, been uh, there. Yeah. I just like. I turned around and I was like, "What the?" Uh, yeah. Usually, the spiders in my house. They usually, if they're a big sized one, they're usually teeny tiny body and great big legs. Uh, like, okay, uh, I can. I can. I can live with that. This was a great big. You know, I could have served, I could have carved this spider up and had him for dinner. It was chuff and massive. You know, and it was a segmented one. I don't uh, like it. It's oh. it like, uh, I, I keep seeing people post it on their Instagram stories as well and stuff like that. Pictures oh. of spiders that are in their house and they're like, what the fuck am I supposed to do with this? I'm like, don't post it online. I was going to say, that's some fun, unprompted content. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Thank you for your this way. I was in a, I was in the shower and I'm not taking photographs of anything in the shower. Well, fair. So, um, <laughs> I'm certainly not putting them up on Instagram either. Fair. At least not um, intentionally. At least not intentionally, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I've been, like like Sai again, I've been kind of stuck in the past a wee bitty. Um, again, I've, I think I basically, I played the other space game long enough to go and go and say, okay, the that other space game's equivalent of CQC has a lot of potential 
and we'll see what comes of it. Which other space game? Uh, Star Citizen. Star Citizen. I was wondering uh, which, which one had a yeah, CTC variant. They Star Citizen have gone off, and this this patch is basically um, a lot of it is their their equivalent of of CQC, uh, and they okay. use it for lots of different game modes and and testing of the different game modes, and they're using it internally to improve their testing facilities so they can say, hey, you know what happens if we jiggle these guns and do this with them? And then you can just go and say, okay, guys, could you please do this? We'll give you some in-game money, and you can play that game mode, and you get more money for it, and that's testing the balance of these weapons out, which is a good idea, I think. Uh, and it just, you know, it gives them things, but it's also got lots of fun things as well. Like, they've got a game mode called Gun Rush, where... You start out with, say, an SMG, you kill somebody, then you get an LMG, hey. you kill someone else, you get a, a pistol, and it goes all the way down to, you know, the final one, you wind up wearing a bear hat and kill somebody with a knife. Um, it's got a, I think it's 8v8 tank battle game mode. It's got uh, various races that you can just dive into. There's a lot of potential there, if it doesn't suck. Um but, so that's all, you know, and that's all. Obviously, it's an alpha. It's an alpha of an alpha at the moment. Wow! So, you know, you, you take it with pinches of salt, don't you? You love it. You love yeah, it. And that's what it might look like if they ever make a game out of it. Exactly. <laughs> Who knows? Who knows? I um, bet you it'd be amazing. Well, I mean, I, I have had fun in it. Um, well, that's good. It's it's fun just dumping in and basically playing. Oh, what the hell? You know, I'm trying to think of. Like oh, like asteroids when you're shooting aliens. Um, you know, arcade you games like shooting lots of shoot, space, space invaders. Space, then. Yeah, and I, you know, playing space invaders in elite. Hey. Oh. Kind of, yeah, that kind of idea. And it's just like you know, okay, I'm in, and there's an easy easy guy to shoot, and there's another easy guy, and then there's like there's a hundred easy guys to shoot. Oh, that's gone. That's Wing Commander Gauntlet mode. Essentially, yeah. Yeah, it's 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 the it's the never ending gauntlet mode where it just yeah. starts with one, one easy guy and then it gets progressively harder until you die. Yeah. And that's it. Yeah. Um so that's Yeah, just yeah, think the end of reach but in space. That's that's in it, and that that was fun. Um yeah, and I've tried that for about half an hour and then I went back to the past again basically. Fair um, enough. Because I I was I'm wanting I'm wanting to basically try and push through and finish that game. Um, but I keep getting distracted by killing other people. Fair I get enough. It. Yeah. Fair enough. Uh, right, moving on. Commander Indigo, nice to see you again. Thank or you. Hear from happy you again, to be brother. here. Happy to be here. I've, uh, I'm more of a slow adopter than an early adopter when it comes to video games, so I suspect it'll be more a Game of the Year edition territory for me where either Baldur's Gate or uh, Starfield are concerned. But that's left me. I still have a, a long long list of things I mean to do in Elite Dangerous, so it keeps pulling me back when I have when I have gaming time. Most recently I've been uh working on some brain tree surveys out near the new Rigo Guardian Thargoid site. It's kinda creepy territory out there and I keep finding new systems with uh new footfalls and brain trees. And then Ooh, nice. my alt is uh three quarters of the way through a circumnavigation drive around a little meatball planet in uh, Diaguandri, the first little planet. Um, I made it from the North Pole to the South Pole, and I'm halfway back up to the equator on my way 
north, so I've been spending a lot of time flying. Um, when not in game, right now our house is kind of a site of carnage because my wife and I are working on a batch of pickled beetroot. So there's there's vegetable blood all over the kitchen. Um, and speaking of blood, over the weekend uh, was our anniversary and discovered that we are both, her very much included, rugby fans. Uh, we've got a Scottish dear friend who was lamenting the fact that they have the best team in maybe his lifetime and have ended up in the World Cup against Ireland and South Africa and oh god and uh, the best team Not in New the world Zealand as well. No, no, they're 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 with France at the moment, but yeah, we are in the group of death. <laughs> yeah, so we we got up early to watch the the Scotland match on Sunday, I guess it was, and then um, so ended up watching. Yeah, it was it was it was exciting. It was it's it's so captivating. She has no patience at all for American football, and rugby shares so many game mechanics with it that it it's it's unnerving the ways in which they are the same game and very different games. But anyway, we ended up watching Wales and Fiji on replay later in the day, and it was one of the best sports ball matches I've seen in a long time. Um, and at the end of it, she commented that she might, in fact, be a rugby fan. So that was a lot of fun. Go Wales. It was a heck of a game. <laughs> Woo! Go uh, Wales! Woo! Yeah. yeah. <laughs> There's not much that you can you can follow on for that because, you know, uh, less ad breaks. That's, that's, that's the key. <laughs> right. Less timeouts. Yes. Uh, Let's see, what have I been up to for the last couple of weeks? What have mm. you been up to, Colin? How are you doing, mate? Yes, well, well, up is the appropriate word, because for one, for about two, three seconds on last Monday, I was up in the air doing a Superman impression as I had a bike accident and landed badly on my arms. I have broken both arms. Oh. <sighs> you actually uh, broke them, not just a fat fracture. Oh, yeah, they're broken. Can I Can I ask? You... I, I know this might be difficult. And for you to sort of like live through this again or anything along those lines. But what the fuck were you playing at to get that sort of shit happened to you? What, um, what was going on? Well, it was an illegally parked car and there was um, a normal car stuck in a traffic queue. And there's normally a space between the two of them. I thought there was more of a space than the, there was. And I clipped one person's wing mirror. Uh, that meant the front wheel went straight 90 degrees and I went over the top. Jesus. Yeah. So, uh, and I landed on my elbows. So. <gasps> oh! I thought you'd only fractured oh, something. I didn't realise you'd, you'd, you'd yeah. broken, broken. Yeah, both the radius. This is quite funny because the, um, the doctor just looked, <laughs> I walked into the fracture clinic yesterday and the, the, the nurse just looked at me and went, Oh God! What happened to you? Because you know, obviously I'm slinged up in both arms, and um, they, they went. I explained the whole situation, and they went, "I don't know how you're going to manage." And I went, uh, "Yeah, yeah," but I have broken both radiuses um, in the forearm. So, <laughs> so you can imagine, I haven't been playing much in the way of elite because my hotas is just completely unusable. Um, on Sunday, I was able to get enough mobility to actually use a mouse, so I played a bit of Baldur's Gate 3. And then What's that I game? Found, I've never heard of it. Yeah, and then 
And then I found out this morning that uh, I can actually hold an Xbox controller without any pain. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah, because it's in exactly the right position. I I don't need to rotate my arms at all. So so the plan is to get my Xbox controller back from work, plug it in here and redo my – save my – settings and then hey presto i'll be back in the universe of elite at some point this week uh so uh yes but um it, it's really weird because in one ways my arms work absolutely fine I, I can i can still type however um in other ways it you, the, you just i just need to turn my hand the wrong or hands the wrong way or have a bit of pressure pushed the wrong way and I'm in absolute agony, uh, and I've got I've got this to wear these slings for another three weeks. So hey, holy shit, Colin! I don't envy you at all in the slightest. Nobody would, but that's that's so bad, mate. I'm I hope wishing you a speedy recovery, bud. Yeah, I have never. I, I've I've gone a bit mental on the on the calcium tablets and the hope. <laughs> Or anything, really. Are you paying? I bet you're painkillered right up, aren't you? You're actually, up to your fucking tits right now. <laughs> actually, I'm not. I'm just on paracetamol. I'm on, on paracetamol because um, apparently, if I take anything stronger, um, I won't be able to do a thing, and I need to keep on working. <laughs> so, though, I mean, if I if I don't, I I end up going crazy. I was talking to the fruit bowl the other day. <laughs> oh, That's no way to talk about Ben. <laughs> was the fruit bowl talking back? <laughs> Oi. <laughs> I mean, it wasn't just my arms. I bashed up my knee as well—the same knee that I'd bashed up before. I mean, and at one point, it looked as if it, all I had for a knee was a black pudding. It was not nice. Jesus. Oh, but that all fell off this morning. So that's that's great. I've wow. got a nice knee. Oh. <laughs> amazing, amazing breakfast for everyone. <laughs> that remind me to fry it up and send it to the rest of the crew. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god! Is, is the fruit bowl there? We could talk to. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Could we? Could we speak to the responsible fruit fruit bowl right now, please, Colin? Technically, is that cannibalism? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, kind of. Oh my gosh! Oh, I'm back, and you missed it. <laughs> if only I'd missed the ground, I'd be flying. Anyway, uh, right. I think that's everybody, isn't it? Unless Chris would this like to, here. to join I'm, I'm here. I mean, I, I can't really... Chris, I, Chris, can I just ask a question? Hmm? How's your arm, mate? Yeah. <laughs> Do you know, I, was, I wasn't going to mention this, Colin, because I don't want to upstage you, because, you know, <laughs> I know you've been, you've been going through the ringer the last couple of weeks, but I had my uh, flu jab today, and my arm is aching a lot. So, oh, my God, you know, Chris. Oh, Chris, are you okay? I will struggle through psychic, right, I think. I will struggle oh, through. Mate. I will That's see. real suffering sounds That, like. that yeah. sounds so bad. That sounds really bad. I really, really wish you a speedy recovery. <laughs> yeah. He's got one arm like Popeye, and not for the reason you think. <laughs> yeah, not, not the usual arm. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, no. I, that's You know, I, it, last week was kind of our uh, family birthday anniversary week, where everything is just crammed into one week. So mo- most of my time was spent uh, going around to various people's houses and celebrating. So not done a ton of gaming last week. Um, I finally got into Starfield because that came out on Wednesday and I've done like very, very little in it. I think by the time I did the character creator, I'd run out of time to play. Um, uh, and then uh, Baldur's Gate, I am 37 hours in. 
<laughs> which is rookie right? numbers. Rookie numbers. <laughs> Nearly finished, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, totally. I almost finished Act One. Um, so <laughs> I am, I am, I am in there uh, in the game. But yeah, that has that has been me. I have not taken part in the CG yet this week. I sort of spotted that when I started adding stuff into the show notes, and I was like, I really need to go and try out a CG. So might do a bit of that later. Yeah. Well, what we'll do, anyone else. <laughs> what we'll do is we will we will table our, our any any Baldur's Gate three anecdotes to the any other business at the end of this end of the show. Yeah, we're good. We're good. <laughs> because I'm quite sure that everybody wants to talk about something that's happened there. Barn nah. doors. No, nah, anyway. we're good. God, that's so old news, Colin. You need to really catch up. Yeah, well, I have been trying my best not to get spoiled, so. Uh, I didn't get spoilt on that until I found out about that. Perfect. So Good to know. Some virulent rutting. Squidgy is the best one. Oh. Right. Community news. Now, what has the community been up to? Well, obviously, there's no development news. I mean, I take it there was... I. I. You'll have to catch me up on this because... I know that the last uh, Frame Shift Live was cancelled due to sickness or, or yeah. whatever. Uh, I take it they haven't rescheduled it yet? Well, it's um, Frame Shift Live, I believe that this one's due either this Thursday or next Thursday. So, um, but we're going to miss one out then. Yeah, effectively so. That's about, that's about it. That's what they're probably doing then. Um, yes, so... What's the community been up to apart from that? Well, there's the Elite Dangerous Community Goals, which is more glory from the High Wake. Um, so this is a, uh, the High Wake's new animation, I take it. Yeah, they did a new in, um, animation about community goals. It's very funny. It's talking about you wanting to put like, um, the TLDR of it without like spoiling it super um, hard is if you've, um, you, you might want to play a different game, but then the community goals pull you back effectively but it's a very it's a very very beautiful um be- beautiful video um unfortunately it doesn't look like it it's come quite true in its prediction of community goals bringing people back but <laughs> either way it, it's still very good oh it was funny if you mentioned that because i was what with the other space game that's been released over the last couple of uh over the last week or so i was watching the steam charts and they haven't changed that much at all what for elite for elite well, maybe just nobody's doing the community goal then, I guess. That could well that could well be. I think there's some some community goal fatigue on the heels of an epic money printer that mm. um, Oh yeah, because this the, one the prize for this one, I think people have a sense that they know what the resulting gameplay is going to be. Um, yeah. And maybe aren't super, super excited about it. That's fair. That's a fair assessment. Um, but also don't have the usual I'm going to be a billionaire in two and a half hours. Um yeah, you know that kind of spoils the incentive for an ordinary community goal. Uh, yeah, I mean that's quite interesting. About the, the do you think these sort of big big money buster community goals do they do they ruin the game? Nah, nah, no. I don't think so at all. I think I think they're they uh, if you're in a position to really take advantage of them, then you're either in a position where you don't need money anymore, or in a position where making a fat stack of cash in a relatively short time will push you to you know get the next set of ships that you need or get a fleet carrier or make sure you don't have to worry about maintaining your fleet carrier or yeah i know uh that's two of those big 
uh, Moneymaker's CGs, which I missed due to being either ill or away on holiday. And uh, yeah, so still no fleet carrier for me. You and me both. The little fleet carrier for me. The whale oil beef hooked will have to wait. (laughs) Uh, right. Uh, now, this was actually interesting. There was a video released by IGN, of all people, um, who, who explained how Elite influenced Starfield and 40 years of space games. Now, I've seen this. I, I quite enjoyed the video. Um, it's the first content that IGN had done anything Elite rated in, in years. Um, what did you guys think of it? I really liked it. I really, really liked it. I thought, um, I, I think, um, I thought it was really nice to see um, that. I think there was an company. I'm pretty sure I saw an article that accompanied yes. it as well. I, I believe I read the article as opposed to um, do the um, do the whole video do the whole video thing. Um, yeah, um, the on on IGN. I just think it's really it's really nice to sort of reflect over. Um, a, a, re- a very long period of um, growth through space games, and at the moment we're in a we're being inundated with some amazing space games. And I've said this before, and I'll say it again: this year's been absolutely incredible for games, just in general. But space games, in particular, um, are shining, and it's lovely. It's really, really lovely to see. Mm, yes, definitely. Um, I mean, the one thing that uh, I did notice in some of the comments is sort of. It took Starfield for Elite to get noticed again, which, mm. <laughs> uh, yeah, because IGN has effectively, I think, it ignored Elite, and they put a rather snotty comment in saying that they, oh, we we, uh, we we, um, we covered Elite when it was fresh and interesting. Well, it, yeah, still interesting. <laughs> you know, it's not. I know it's it's not the the latest thing with shinies at the moment, but it's still going for almost ten years now. Yeah, well, uh, and of course, then there's the usual order detractors. So there you go. I think I, I've been like I'm on TikTok a lot because I um I have a social media addiction that is um something that I'm completely comfortable with and it's fine. No one needs to intervene or anything along those lines. But um, <laughs> I'm on TikTok an awful lot, and um, um amongst all of the um, Baldur's Gate three um uh, thirst traps that I'm scrolling through, there were advertisements for Starfield and other other video uh, other video games. But I get a lot of Starfield stuff as well because it's. Mm. It it's fits everywhere. into it. It fits into um, something that I'm I'm interested in. Um, but I see a lot of comments going through, going oh, right, saying like it's a mid game and all of that bullshit. And like, I mean, you like people like what they like. It's fine. I'm not the hugest fan of um Starfield, but I know I know other people are taking Starfield a little less seriously. I've enjoyed it more. Um, but um. I've seen like responses responses to it going. Maybe if if you're looking for a space game with unlimited possibility, maybe have a look at Elite Dangerous and things along those lines. Like through different different comments, and that's from people from names I obviously don't recognise. But I think it's really cool that if people are taking that interest in Starfield, they might also be taking interest in other games. And articles like this from um, IGN really really help to. Um, Make people aware of the other games that exist. Yes. Starfield, like No Man's Sky, is a great, um, like, it's a great gateway drug, essentially. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. You've got No Man's Sky, and it's like baby's first flying around thing. But Uh, but it's it's really cool, though, isn't it? Yeah, it's really cool. It's got lovely procedural content. Nothing is the same. Yeah, that's great. 
there's nothing there's nothing the same you, you're not you're not picking up starfield and getting the experience of elite dangerous or no man's sky or um or star citizen or yeah they're all their own game delivers right? mars all of those kind of things um so yeah it, it's really cool and i'm really um i'm really chuffed for space games at the moment just because one of them isn't my my hugest cup of tea doesn't mean that it shouldn't be that um i don't want ever, I, I want it to fail or anything i just yeah. don't want it to win game of the year that's my you know what i mean yeah but you, you you know what i mean i want i want recognition for um for outstanding in, in video games and we we're getting outstanding in video games at the moment um and um space fallout maybe maybe has not met that bar for me but i yeah. get that other people are really 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 enjoying it and that's great Starfield is fallout in space and that's it's great for what it is and you know from what i've heard from people who are enjoying it they're enjoying the story but don't expect to be flying spaceships like you can in elite like you can in star citizen it's not it's not trying to do that no um, exactly that's fine Mm. I, I think I think I went in with a really um with a with an expectation and that was that was what um marred my experience when I was on when we were on last week and I was talking about it. Um that's what marred my experience. I went in with an expectation of being blown away, like I've been blown away by multiple games this year. Um like absolutely with, with like a, a full narrative experience, but also with a, a, a space um, elite dangerousy kind of vibe on the side. And I was missing that. But taking the time over this week to reflect and watch other people play and um, talk about, talk to other people about their experiences, um, it was half of it was my expectations weren't there, weren't in the right place. Yeah. Yeah, uh, you see, the, I think the main problem I have is is not with the actual game itself. It's normally with the um, the detractors of Elite who will come along and say, "Oh no, Scott, they did this with No Man's with yeah, Sky." Yeah. Yeah, so, oh no, No Man's Sky means the end of Elite. You know the usual doom mongers you see on the forums. Um, you know, oh no, ones stuff. replying to our questions of the week on Twitter and those kind of things. <laughs> oh, really? Did we have any of those? Oh. We not not this time, not this time, <laughs> but sort of on previous ones we've had. We've had a few, but um, they work hard. But my block bot- block button works harder. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. There are definitely some some people in uh, the Twitter ecosystem that are having their, I think, what they think is schadenfreude at the feebleness of Elite Dangerous in the face of the glory that is Starfield, um, and you know, I'm, they are of course entitled to their to their opinions. However, childish mm-hmm. the uh, way they express them might sometimes be, um, but I'm I'm certainly relieved that that Bethesda didn't spend. Four hundred million dollars, maybe, uh, making a game that would replace the game that I that we know and love. Um, the fact that it is space Fallout with spaceships, and a lot of people are having a grand time playing a space game, I think is is like like it's just fantastic. It's fine yeah, with me. Sure. There's plenty For of room. Sure. It's like like we're in kind of a golden age of of television there, right there now. Was, you know, there's got... plenty. There's been plenty of space fruit in the space yeah. fruit bowl that talks back to Colin all the time. <laughs> yeah, there's room for room for plenty. Uh, yeah, I've got where I've the space got, games I've are got concerned. that I've got a them having a, a rather philosophical. Oh, I can't even pronounce the word. I'm having a discussion with. So yes, 
Can we move on before yeah. I lose it? Um, probably, yeah. it's probably for the best. <laughs> Pitcon. Oh, God, Pitcon. Uh, that will be happening at the Belfry Hotel this weekend. Um, I was due to go. Uh, Alec was due to go, but Alec's busy playing with wood. No comeback there? Okay, fair enough. I mean, <laughs> Where's the cricket button? I mean, I'm, I'm, so, I'm so tired. <laughs> <laughs> yes, he's building chairs. And, he's, and we've we've already we've already had his puzzle of the day, <laughs> which was so nerdy. Even go, it go check me. out go check out his Twitter. It's go check out his Twitter. He's put, he's put it on Twitter as well. It's very it's very nerdy. Yeah, and yes, but we have um, the but the PitCon uh, have got special guests, including Frontier Development, which is going to be Sally Arthur. Uh, Roger Bennett, Robin McGovern, uh, Darren Halali, and Adav Slot. Um, the th- I'm not going to be able to make it for obvious reasons, so I'm afraid there'll be no elite miniatures there this year, um, which is a bit of a shame. Uh, there will be a live broadcast of Witch Space News with Commander Burr and Commander Reini, and a live edition of Garnet News Digest featuring Commanders Wotherspoon and Bootlejude. So, um, yes. I, oh, it's just I am really well. No, in my life, if I kick myself, I'd probably break something else. So <laughs> I'm not going to. Yeah, don't do that, Colin. Don't do that. You're you're fragile. You're a fragile little soldier at the moment. Don't do it, mate. So yeah, I, I was really looking forward to this one. This is the one that I I booked for before ECM, but um, it's uh, I guess it's not to be. Anybody else going? I'm been not. No. Oh dear. Yeah, I haven't been able to book this one. I did. I did elite meet, and then because mm. this one was coming up so close, uh, I was like, I, I and it was announced after. I was like, okay, I've already sort of signed up for one. <laughs> I would get told off if I did two at once. Um, I got the. I got the. Um, oh, what's this thing on the calendar? I put that on there months ago, but I can't go to it now anyway. So <laughs> it's, it's 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 fine. Out of interest, Colin. It wasn't your wife's car that you accidentally rode into. No, and you know, she sort of like accidentally moved it over a little bit. Let's not let's no. not pretend. Let's not do this. Let's not make any suggestions that that's the case. You absolute cretin! No, my wife was nowhere near the scene. Thank you very much. I don't know what you're implying, Ben. I think, I think, Colin, what he's implying is casual domestic violence, which we don't joke about. Fucking hell! It was an illegally parked car on the only part of my cycle route to work that doesn't have a cycle lane. And I'm going to be taking a different route to work that has cycle planes, even though it's going to be about a mile, two miles longer than before. Bloody hell! <laughs> yes. Great way to stay in shape yeah, and an- break your arms. Another, another way of doing this possibly might be, hey, you know what? I don't think there's enough room there. And not try and yes, yeah. no, that remember been... you're, you're riding a bicycle, not a not a trike, no, not a scooter or something. I don't know. I think maybe some tassels enough. on the ends of your handlebars so oh, you have a better sense know, of I... where the wing mirrors are. You want Colin, you, you want know, the equivalent um, of cat whiskers to know that you can get through something. You can't. You actually get that for bikes. Yeah, yeah, you can. Uh, yeah, like little, little things that you put on the back of your bike. I don't know if you can get something you can put on the front of it. Thanks. Oh, I like that. Winter Mute has just said, has she got an alibi? And... 
She has. Okay. Yeah. I, I am so, sorry, Ali. <laughs> and I'm just playing this for attention. For attention for a joke. Oh, my uh, God. Whatever. But we will get the page posted with a crowdfunder Liv. for stabilizers soon. Check out the show notes. Oh, hell yeah. Hell yeah. Um, go to laveradio.com slash Collins an idiot slash um, <laughs> stabilizers for Colin. Don't forget to use the hashtag stabilizers for Colin in all of your posts. I think we've got a show title, haven't we? Yeah, hashtag stabilizers for Colin is where it's going. <laughs> Oh dear! Right, well, I'm going to need one of you to make that website now. <laughs> I'm doing it right now. For only two pence a month, you can contribute <laughs> to Rosie. Two pence a month, you can contribute to an idiotic Colin who thinks that he can squeeze through areas where he genuinely can't. <laughs> Yeah, that's my impression. Your of team goes towards buying straws so he can drink his soup in Penelope. Actually, funny you should mention that because I knew first... it was going to be an actual thing. <laughs> the first thing that Ali brought me uh, the day after the accident, he said, I got you something from work and I'm using this right now at the moment. It's a water bottle with basically a, a meter long straw. That makes sense. Absolutely makes sense. So I can hang it up at bed and still drink. (laughs) It's not funny, but it's also really funny. I'm so sorry, Colin. Ah, yes. Hey, if we can't laugh at Colin's pain, what can we laugh at? (laughs) Our own pain. I was in pain for a very long time, and I'm quite glad to enjoy other people. (laughs) Called Schadenfreude. Oh, good. I'm I'm so glad to provide the schadenfreude for everybody else in this show. Good. Good. Thank you, Colin. That's so much like... I didn't know what schadenfreude was until I saw Avenue Q. I now know. Anyway. Um, how did you see Avenue Q? How did I see Avenue Q? It was, a, it was in London when I, uh, when I used to work down in London every now and again. Mm. The only, oh. You know, the only... I, I've not, I didn't know it over in the UK as well. Well, it, it ran for about four or five years and then stopped. Okay, that would explain probably why I haven't lo- I've not been able to find it then. Yeah. Also, when he's on the good painkillers, that's how he was talking to the fruit. <laughs> yeah, true stuff. Everyone yeah. turns into a muppet. Only so much morphine. Ah <laughs> <laughs> uh, dear. Anyway, um, I think we'll move on to the in-game events. What has been happening in the in the galaxy of Elite Dangerous this this week? Well. Uh, on the 7th of September, the rescue megaships were announced that they're going to redeploy. Uh, the first five are going to move on the 14th of September. That's Four Star, Hunt, uh, Hunter, Seacole, Yoshida, and Solace. They're all moving that week. And then six more move on the 21st of September, which is Birchninger, Cavill. Uh, so close. I know. <laughs> You missed this. <laughs> Cornwallis, Clinzile, Sanctum, and Haven. Definitely Zero. not close at all with Kiss Eye. <laughs> ah, dear. So. <laughs> it, it doesn't say where they're moving. I don't know if they've. Um... I don't know if they've like got a log now where they're supposed to be moving to because not gonna lie, haven't logged in for a hot second. But um, I on the on the when the when the article came out, there wasn't a notification as to where they were gonna the where they were going to move. Mm. Um, so um, 
whether they like everyone's assumption is that they're all moving closer but what if they move further away oh geez if they move further away i mean it's it, every single time i go i go to the maelstrom to rescue something it always seems to be like a 15 15 jump for me so the, the thing is, the thing is, it's because it, it's so because um, you're building ships specifically for the purpose of rescuing passengers. So they don't have massive jump range because they have to have so many other things going for them that they don't have this massive jump range anymore. Um, putting the, the putting these rescue ships so far away legitimately deters people from wanting to do that thing. It's 100 percent accurate. So it would make sense to elevate the enjoyment of that particular gameplay loop to make the megaships a closer proximity. That Hello. said, who fucking knows? <laughs> of course. I, mean, I, I think... Oh, go on, Indigo. I, I think that's a, that's a fair point. Um, it's, it's clear that that's an important gameplay aspect to FDev. I, somebody just noticed um, that they Ooh. have, as of 16.01, turned off the casual interdictions by scythes if you're carrying cargo pods adjacent to the war zone. Um, I guess now you have to go to a signal source in order to find them, in order to be jumped by them. Um, All right. Which I think is kind of unfortunate. I um, I like the sort of menace that comes when the war is inflicting itself on people in the general neighborhood, even if they don't particularly want to be involved. War is funny like that. Um, the idea of a fully optional war experience grates on my sense of immersion uh, a bit. At the same time, I also um, you know, know that there are people who were really enjoying that game experience. And I'm mm. talking about rescues in this case. There are also people yeah. who are enjoying hunting for scythes who can't really get that experience without dipping into a proper controlled system and really going looking for it. So, um, But yeah, it's it's clear that that... They understand that a lot of people interact with the game that way and want to make sure they can continue to do so. There might also be some element of Chekhov's gun at play. And yeah, yeah. Um, I, I will say, I will say, having just reread this, it this does time, say shortening next month the distance. Never came as out well. of which space or yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm, I must admit, I am a bit hesitant about moving our our prize anti-Thargoid assets closer to the maelstroms. <laughs> I mean, I mean, you definitely just say shortening the distance. It is, um, that's my bad for skimming it and not actually reading the whole thing. Um, but it doesn't exactly say where they're moving. So hopefully it's a decent shortening rather than a, a not so decent. Although, does that mean the next thing that comes is that the Thargoids are going to be like, hey, we're going to attack these rescue ships. Right. But, it, but yeah, it makes sense if they're leading up to a kind of gameplay where people are going into the Titans again, looking for captive humans to rescue. You're not really going to want seven jumps to get from there back to a rescue ship through hostile space. Yeah, because those, those ships are built for um, one purpose and one purpose alone. Not, of the, not a lot of those ships have been built to um, escape Titans particularly yeah, well, other point. than relogging. There's not a lot of overlap there. there no. There seem to be. So it makes sense that they're moving, um, that they'd be moving closer. I'm just being facetious, I guess. <laughs> but it sure does feel like they're going to get whopped. I mean, at least some of them are going to. The, the storyline so. of we have to move the rescue ships closer because the war is so under control that the spheres of influence for those Titans have gotten genuinely smaller. Yeah. It's just begging for a Battlestar Galactica kind of 
It's the um, debate. Yeah. It's going to debate it right hard. <laughs> True facts. Yeah, yeah it's just it's going to be one of those. I'm um, yeah. Oh, I'm prepared for your fully prepared double pro, double cross. Yeah, we're we're being lured into a false sense of security by the Thargoids, and then they're just going to absolutely ruffle stompers in the not too different distant future. I am so surprised by your inevitable betrayal. Yes, <laughs> shocked. Yeah. <laughs> So let's let's see how that plays out. Um, on the seventh, uh, a CGI to upgrade the Xeno scanner requires resources has started. So this is ongoing at the moment. The proper uh, current CG. Um, so this is for the Xeno scanner to actually detect human pods around the around the Titans. Yeah. Uh, and uh, like I said, I'd I'd love to get involved, but. <laughs> Kind of on the sidelines. And this one is in some difficulty. Um, mm. You know, there are people jumping on social media to say, hey, if you're It'll interested hilarious in this... if we don't do this. Yeah, right? So the Protect... The Protect is at two, tier two. Right. The... Um, they could certainly say the that that counts as a success. And um, it's yeah. so hard to imagine the, the narrative behind, we managed to shoot a bunch of pirates, so the scientists were ultimately successful. <laughs> So there's a um, talking of of this of this CG of of the CG message that came out. I think that it's very in line with the with the um, Gavner article that came out yesterday as well. Mm. I mean, did anybody not see this coming? What well, What do you mean? Obviously, obviously me because I wasn't there. <laughs> well, you didn't uh, see oh. like seeing the CG not complete. Do you mean? No, I mean, did anyone? You know, who who wasn't expecting this CG to show up? Oh, I mean, I oh, think yeah, it, yeah, it was it was definitely always going to be a two part. Yeah, yeah. From from the stories about humans in in pods, it was always going to be a yeah. new sensor and then a new limpet. Yep. Yep. Chris, I'm I'm just kind of glad that it's not a completely new sensor that you've got to attach to the ship. If it's just going to be an upgrade oh, that's yeah. just going to get pushed to everyone that already has the scanner, I am assuming, because <laughs> I don't think it, yeah. it doesn't really say in the article, does it? It's like, we're going to do an upgrade to the scanner. It'll be available to buy at those newly moved mega ships. <laughs> we're going to put three, uh, different, <laughs> anti- three different Xeno scanners available. Yeah. I just think, you know, maybe your Cobra's a BMW, and they'll charge you a, mo- a monthly fee to to add that feature. <laughs> oh. oh no. Don't give them ideas like that, Ben. <laughs> uh, yeah, have they said that the um the unlock for the Xeno scanner, they they're not going to require any materials taken from the Maelstrom or anything death like that, are they? It doesn't say we haven't had any confirmation of anything along those lines. Oh, okay. Fair so fin- fingers we'll... crossed. I mean, it kind of plays into what we said last week, wasn't it, about you know, we're going to get something that says, "Hey, find out where the where the people are," and then you know, like Indigo says, you know, the next one will be. And now we need to develop the special limpet, the whole yeah. breach limpet, to start scooping stuff out. Or hopefully, a, or maybe even a hull breach limpet to go board the Titan. Yes, you're with That's me. What I want to really want. I wanted a breach we'll pod. I, I want a frontline breach pod. Colin, I want to go on the mega ship and there to be like a queue of people waiting to get on the breach pod. I worry what? about you. <laughs> I mean, what did, I... Tom, what did Tom say he hated hearing from us? Oh, it shouldn't be that difficult to do. Yeah, just, just, oh, do yeah. just do it. Just do it. It'll be fine. Yeah, it's easy. It's easy, it's easy to do, Tom. I, I... It's just you, you change a zero to a one, don't you? And all yeah, that appears in the mega ship. Doesn't <laughs> <laughs> fix your fucking broken game. <laughs> 
Yeah, every, they don't break anything so else in the process. Yeah. <laughs> there are so many potential ways this can go, and some of them sound awesome, and some of them sound lowest common denominator, and we will see what we get. Yes, mm-hmm. I, I am yeah. I'm 100%, as I said last week, expecting a limpet. However, <laughs> however, in breaching my... Pod, breaching pod, breaching pod. Breaching pod, <laughs> breaching pod, breaching pod. But all I can see... I do think that would be so much fun. I will all be. I can see is Tom and Darren opposite us at that table after Elite Meat just going, no. <laughs> That's... <laughs> dream on, my friend. <laughs> what do you think we do? <laughs> Stay at two o'clock in the morning after week trying to put one asset in that that, that just yes. didn't want to go in. Yeah. Oh jeez. Now I know why we don't have racetracks. <laughs> <clears throat> no, it's because it's lazy. Anyway, no, I couldn't complete that. <laughs> <laughs> On Monday, the eleventh of September, uh, the Sirius Corporation discussed Thargoid abductions. Now, obviously, I've missed this one. Can someone bring me up to date? It's basically, I honestly, I think it's more of a, um, hey, we see that CG's not working. Hey, look, Sirius might want to do it as well. Want, want to do a, an upgrade? Is it like Aegis is doing um, a um, resources for an upgrade pulse wave Xeno scanner? Um, but um, Sirius is research is doing research as well. So it's kind of the way I'm sort of like reading between the lines is that it it, it might be something that's after the CG, but it's also um, it also touches on the stuff from the CG. So it might mean that if it doesn't make, there might be an article that says Sirius has helped to supplement that kind of thing. A little tiny, a little tiny bit. But um, as Apaphos um, is saying in chat, um, it, there there is talk about the next module that you would need, which is kind of like the 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 Thargoid pod with human in extract Olympic kind of thing. I mean, the whole the formation for the the jump bays and that that oh, one instead. Oh, Commander Turker of gets gets dad joke of the week. Are we oh, seeing? God. He- oh, you have to, Colin. Here's your CG reward. Like it or limp it. Amazing. Oh, amazing. Incredible. Yeah. That hurts me. That, that hurts, hurts me in my core. Um, no, not many people can do that. So congratulations. Man, you said about that, Clegg. You said a lot right there. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, I, I, broke you, I broke you up mid-flow. Um, yes. Yeah. I mean, if I remember rightly. Um, I was discussing CG mechanics with uh, the late Michael Brooks, and he said, "As long as, as long as you pass tier one, they consider it a success." Yeah, it's it, not even past tier one though. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the one issue that they did have was, I think, was with the Thargoid sampling, because there was a bug <laughs> that didn't allow them to pass it, and they kind of brushed that off and let it go through anyway. Yeah, I mean. A little bit of hand wavium if it doesn't complete um, would be a little. Would, I don't know. Would you be disappointed if um, you get to if it gets to the end of the um, the CG and it's not even got past tier one and they go, never mind, we've done it anyway. Because this is like for for at least me, this is the first time that I can remember that, that being the case. Mm. Yeah, how do they escalate it at this point? Do they have a new, a new graphic and horrifying Galnet article talking about the discoveries that they've made of humans trapped on Titans, and it's going to take us that much longer to figure out how to rescue them, or, or does I it mean, end up being something that embarrasses Aegis and gives um, Azimuth a chance to say, "Oh, hey, we've got a yeah, that scanner be that's going to work just fine, and it's already ready to go in the rescue ships and." 
Yeah, because that's the kind of thing they did before. Because talking to Arthur, there was there was the juncture point before. If you wanted to support Aegis, you supported Admiral Tanner as he right. tried to raid the um, uh, raid the mega ships. And what would have happened in that case? It would have been Aegis doing the the whole um, Proteus wave instead of Azimuth. Yeah, yeah, we've talked about that before as well. The fact that so- if it would have it's the same outcome but a different label on the gun kind of thing. Do you know what I mean? That's what we yeah. we spoke about. So I think this would probably be a prime opportunity for this for that to happen. It would be great because Azimuth have been really quiet recently. Mm. And it could also be that Sirius will pick up the ball on the scanner and then Azimuth will come in with the the you know hatchbreaker yeah. rescue limb bit. Yeah, it's interesting. It's interesting. I, I would rather I would much rather it fail and then there be another thing for it. Mm-hmm. Or do you, do you know what I mean? Like, I much rather there be there, there be consequences. I need yeah. to see consequences, even if it's just a different a different company's logo on a on a limpet. Yeah, I and mean, I must admit that's always one thing that I've I've liked to see is, is you know the fact that okay the community didn't get involved with this one this time for some reason, um, and. You know, because of that, there are consequences. I mean, could they just extend it, roll it out, add another week, do something that sort of goes out? Oh, because of difficulties with the Fargoid War and blah blah blah, we've. Oh, that that still feels like a bit of a cop out. I mean, it, oh, it absolutely yeah. would be, but I mean, there is the you know, is the the potential that they would do that as the uh, the fix? Yeah. For yeah, I mean, we still feel some term. of the some of the consequences of the. Uh, um, anti-corrosive cargo rack CG that only got as far as the size fours. Mm. Um, you know, there there uh, are a couple of items that would be very useful, especially since we're in apparently the War of the Limpets, um, that would, you know, be a real multiplier for people who are out farming samples in cutters and, and type 10s um, that instead yeah. have to have a bunch of size four cargo racks. Well, you can get a size 16, but the the unlock for it is a bit painful. <laughs> I know because I, I just did it. But, um, yeah. <clears throat> anyway, I think it's going to, we're going to call that time of the week again. Score alert! back well today we are going to discuss the cobra mark 3 crossfire paint jobs well these are cobra mark 3 paint jobs which are silver with various stripy colors <laughs> best, best best way to describe it really you can have them in red you can have them in gray you can have them in a different kind of gray you can have them in brown and browner you can have it in silver and blue and you can have it in different various versions of snot green so um 
will any of those be piquing nope. your interest? <laughs> Absolutely not. They're not no. as glorious as the um oh the, the lands from last FD, week. FDL ships from yeah. last week, yeah. Yeah, I was gonna they're say not, they're nice, but I've already got and, a nice skin from a And there are other ships that, that paint job looks better on. I think I have one on a chieftain and it's it's pretty stylish. Yeah, but, that would be pretty sick. Um not so Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I mean the Cobra yeah, the Cobra Mark Three, it's wow, I think that's the ship that's got the most paint jobs at the moment. I think you might be right. It does have a yeah. lot. And right and rightly so. Well, yeah, I mean best small ship in the it, Yeah, is it still technically the best small ship in the game? I would say so. It will always mm. be the best small mm. ship in the game. Okay, that's fine. I'm glad we all agree. Right. <laughs> um for those of you who are interested uh, <laughs> Elite and Odyssey are both on sale on Steam. The base game is going for four ninety nine, and Odyssey for ten pound fifty or forty nine. Really, That's yeah. Get, get yourself a whole fucking game. <laughs> get yourself an amazing game for fifteen quid. It's great. Yeah, it's great. Clearly dangerous. Yeah, fifteen fifty would get you the whole of what we have been playing for the last six thousand hours yeah it's a great game you'll get you'll get your worth out of it <laughs> i mean okay admittedly though if, if they're listening to the podcast they might be playing the game already but you know probably probably i don't think i don't already. think i don't think our two hours a week of content really appeals to people who don't play elite i'm not gonna lie you know if if, if you're listening to this and you never heard of elite dangerous it's yours for only 15 quid go and get it let you me know, interject but... for just a moment if, you've, if you're listening field. to this and you've never played Elite Dangerous, what, what, are, you <laughs> what are you listening to this? They, they, they might be doing research and expect a podcast about Elite Dangerous to help them understand why. Nah, listen, listen to old episodes of Flight Assist. They're well better. <laughs> In some monitoring station somewhere underground uh, someone is charged with the job of listening to all broadcast output from lave just in case secret messages are being transcoded <laughs> in the background <laughs> they must take absolutely. notes of all the information there is a code absolutely. you just need to listen closely uh, the, the code apparently is credit <laughs> <laughs> oh that's really unfair listen it's just convenient that you did what you did thank you you're welcome <laughs> <laughs> i think we'll we'll just park the cretin talk for the moment and go for an ad break new from azimuth biotech it's tickle me thargoid tickle me thargoid is fun for all the family Teach your little anti-Xeno commander the difference between an Orthrus and a Cyclops, a Basilisk and a Medusa. Count the hearts. One, two, three, four. It's a Cyclops. Teach them their weakness and how to exploit them. Now rip out the hearts. One by one. I don't want to. Do it. Using the tool. Do it. Now stomp on its face. Smash its face in. I've got them. Um... 
Tickle Me Thargoid, available now from branches of Lave Toy Depot and other retailers. Dreams. Humanity's dreams. The hope to live among stars. From early times, we've gazed up to the heavens and wondered if one day we could travel there. Maybe even live there. The Brewer Corporation has made this dream a reality. Constructing intricate cathedrals of metal, circling numerous planets across thousands of systems in our human bubble. Why stay rooted in a gravity well when you can be free in orbit, free to dream, free to live, and one day to become a commander and be free to blaze your own trail? Brewer Corporation, the first step into the unknown. Come join us. Be free. Have you been affected by Azimuth Biotech's provocation of the Fargoid menace? At Turner & Fig, we're ready to pursue claims against Azimuth Biotech as part of our class action lawsuit. My son has started worshipping the Thargoid god and keeps bringing home human sacrifices. Am I entitled to compensation? Yes, you are. My daughter was aboard the Bright Sentinel. I keep calling Azimuth to find out where she is, but I always get their voicemail. Thank you for calling Azimuth Biotech. We're sorry, but salvation is not available. Please leave your message after the tone. Am I entitled to compensation? Yes, you are. I was selling escape pod occupants into slavery, but now Thargoids keep taking the escape pods instead. Am I entitled to compensation? I suppose so. Thousands, maybe millions of people are due compensation from Azimuth Biotech. Contact us today. Turner and Fig, cleaning out Azimuth Biotech for a huge portion of your compensation. Protecting settlements from villainous scum, it's Settlement Patrol Man. The action figure every child wants. Wearing the all-new Manticore Dominator suit with light-up jump assist thrusters. Press his backpack to hear Settlement Patrol Man speak. Not seen you around here before, Commander. Is that a Karma P-15 in your pocket, or are you just pleased to see me? Hey, don't point that at me. When the alarm sounds, Settlement Patrol Man rides into action in his surface reconnaissance vehicle with pop-up turret and glow-in-the-dark wheel trims. Settlement Patrol Man. Surface reconnaissance vehicle and action figure sold separately. Available from branches of Lave Toy Depot and other retailers. Microelectrode, ion battery, and circuit switch not included. Well, welcome back. Now, um, for our main discussion this week, well, we're going to take the question of the week that was sent out earlier because... Um, We've had so many responses. Exactly. It, it was um, phenomenal. And knowing us, it takes a while to get through these. So, and let me, let me, can I just, I just want to say, on mm. Sunday, I went, like, I finished the like, D&D and I went, holy shit, I've not done a question of the week. And went, oh, I'll throw this up and see what people say. And people have really liked it. So from now on, I'm not even going to think about it. I'm just going to put a question up. Just do it. <laughs> Check it out. Which miniature, which miniature space hamster do you want as a as a bobblehead on your on your? 
No. No. All right. No. <laughs> Miniature giant space hamster. Get it right. <laughs> I can only uh, think yeah. of two, but the fact that I can think of two means that I, do, I know too much. That's, that's one more than I know. <laughs> Right, the question of the week before before we get diverted again is if you could add something from any other game to Elite, what would it be why and why? So, okay, uh, let's run this quickly around the group and um, as Ben is having experiencing uh, a separate game at the moment, you can have a go first. I actually, I think I actually did answer in the question and it's relevant for what I'm doing just now than seeing if it lasts longer. Um, I want, as I've always said, I want the ability to run around our spaceships. I think there is so much potential gameplay that we could have from doing that. And you know, whilst I have come to accept the fact that we aren't going to get it in Elite, I think, yeah, you know, I think they're missing a trick there. And I think there is a lot of potential for it. And my God, I want it. You know, it's good for social. It's good for gameplay. It's good for making Elite Frontier money. Yes, good because the internal. Um... Yeah, I know they could sell a lot of Alyssa Lavagna Deval bedspreads and things. You know, you know, people would buy that. Yeah, but that's Ooh, really I think, gross. I thank God he went for bedspreads. <laughs> you you know people would buy it. That's so gross, Ben. I've got so many issues with that. You big gross bastard. <laughs> Just tell me people wouldn't buy it, and I will. I, I don't 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 put it in the game. Let's let's not let's not do that. Let's not talk about that. Let's not. Yeah, they can be. They just. I was just thinking of the the picture from you know from Power Play. I wasn't thinking of anything dubious. No. Yeah. Absolutely. But still, let's not. <laughs> okay. Well. Yeah. Ship interiors. That's always a popular one that that we've had in the past. Uh, okay. Let's go for Commander Indigo. What would you take from some other space game and put it in? I would pick the general friendliness and sometimes sassiness of a No Man's Sky uh, freighter NPC crew or your little hireling helpers around the around the game. Um, I don't require a high deal of interaction with my fleet carrier staff NPCs, but just a little bit would make it so much more engaging to you know have have even dumb little conversations with the the space marine standing by the elevator with an ar-50 or the uh you know person who's flying the fleet carrier when you're not telling it where to go um you just basically want them to salute you don't you that i even that i'd be happy with that that was shan wasn't it he just he just wanted i own this carrier you should be bowing down and being I, I, I don't want to. I don't want to like say that that speaks to anybody's character at all. Whether, yeah. whilst maybe you don't need that, I it would be nice to get you know some kind of recognition. Recognition that you we, own it. Yes, definitely. Well, not just have but also interaction. You know, the, think about the amount of interaction in Baldur's Gate you have just from regular citizens walking around. Legitimately, including... welcome home, Commander, would be enough for me. Yeah. But, you know, there is so much we could have that we just don't. Oh, we're not and going to shoot you. Oh, we're not going to shoot you down, Commander, because you own us. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you pay our bills. Dave, put out that oh, cigarette. Thanks. She's back. Um... 
It's a no smoke. This is a no, mo- no, no smoking break. <laughs> no smoking break. Quick, just cover down. They walk. They walk around coughing all of the time, and I'm like, I can smell it. I can smell it everywhere. <laughs> Clean pad seven. Clean pad seven. That's the one she's got. No. Oh, the, my hearing's. I thought for for a second there, Chris. I thought you said clean pants seven. I <laughs> You'd like you have to step outside of the fleet carrier to smoke. Look, I just leave it. At that. <laughs> you have to be outside just because it's a vacuum of space. I can't be held responsible for that. You are making these bad decisions from the beginning. It's it's the thirty three hundreds. You need to know by now that smoking is bad for you. The smoking area <laughs> is terrible. Yeah, they've they've got the drugs that make that fix all the badness for it. Yeah, just no, just like you know, get involved in some push instead. It's fine. <laughs> available Jonathan for sale in the bar. Swears by it. <laughs> oh dear. Uh, uh, so Chris, yeah, what's your thing that you dad? Um, think, 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 dad. Yeah, more drugs. Uh, no. Um, <laughs> Oh, what would I take from another? I mean, like, No Man's Sky, I, I like a lot of the exploration aspects in No Man's Sky. So you've got a, mm. a, a, a bigger variety of planets and atmospheres, I'm going to say, because that then leads on to all the other stuff that you can put on there. I understand that space is big, and life may not be as frequent as uh, that in reality. However, it would be nice to have a bit more variety of things Things to scan, things that might run away as you try and scan to add extra complexity. That'd be fucking terrifying. <laughs> and the moment a plant starts to run away from me, I'm done. I'm, I'm turning my computer off and I'm walking around and sitting in a dark room. Yeah, when you try and scan that plant, it scans you back. Um, oh, God. <laughs> That's the horror game. That's the horror game of 2023 right there. Oh, we should add that. Brain trees will eat you all for your intelligence. Where do you think they get the brains from? Oh. The they actually come from the far realm. Oh, no. Uh, so, therefore, I think this crew is safe. Anyway, um, uh, Claire... What about you? Oh, shit. I've been sat here racking my brains trying to think of something that I would add to Elite from a different game. Um, and they, there's been like a, a thing in the back of my head going, don't say romanceable NPCs, don't say romanceable NPCs. <laughs> oh, my God. I was about <laughs> to suggest. Because it's, defin- it's definitely not that. It is definitely, definitely not that. Oh, Maybe. Are you telling me you wouldn't get Jimmy Absolutely not in Elite. Or... Not no. in Elite. Not in Elite because it's not that kind of game. Um, I like the idea. It's not that kind of game. I like the. Find out that I haven't seen an attractive co-pilot yet. I like the idea of um, a of some like very different stages of automation, wherein you're making. um, Wherein you would make. I'm thinking along the lines of satisfactory. Um, so like a production line wherein you're making components that you require for your, um, for your ship and that you, or for, um, engineering materials, just some kind of base, a kind of a base building, but also like construction or just some, some kind of mini, mini game or a component in within your ship that acts in a similar way to satisfactory or factorio or things along those lines. 
um, where you can you can put stuff together. There's a there's a game called Shapes, which is really like super fundamental of that. Um, a kind of it's kind of an idle game, but it's not an idle game. But but it it asks for certain quantities of mixing different colors and shapes together to create other colors and feed into um, unlocking more things and unlocking more expertise. I kind of I really like that as a very simple game mechanic that you could shove into other things like in a satisfactory way things along those lines and um and that kind of that kind of stuff i um i like i like the idea of be of using materials to create other things that are would be cool for you to have um rather than just running around and collecting it excellent very that's my that's my actual answer other than remorseful npcs because that's not an answer at all well, I guess I'll go with mine, which is going to be different from the, what I suggested earlier. Um, I'm going to take the the specific capital ship battle out of Star Wars Squadrons. I would like it, and if you have a situation, say, for example, in power play, where you've got uh, two um, powers fighting over one particular system this unique battle scenario appears where you can team up uh, for pvp uh, you know five by five by five in various ships and the entire um objective is to either destroy or drive off the opposing battleship and like very similar to what Star Wars Galaxies, uh, Star Wars Galaxies, Jesus, Star Wars Squadrons has because that it was awesome to play Star Wars Squadrons, and uh, I just feel that power play needed that level of uniqueness <laughs> to it. So there's me. Yeah, it's a good idea. It's a good. It's good. It's cool. It's a good idea. Right. Okay. So we'll go through everybody else's suggestions. So I'll take Frank's. Um, Frank87 says there was a multiplayer game in uh, Driver uh, where you had ribbons tied to the back of your cars and the other players had to cut them down. Uh, he says it's very, it's fun. That sounds like a CQC scenario. Yeah, it does. That's cool, though. Mm. Yeah. Okay. I'll take, I'll take Caprica then. Uh, EVA with der- with derelicts to explore and salvage in space, and hell yes, I I love the idea of EVAing, and again, so much you could add. Yeah, and speaking of that, Alan Alan Stroud never heard of him. Says, Who's that? Uh, all of <laughs> hard space shipbreaker. Um, doesn't doesn't he you... do some some music? Pretty sure he does some. some I don't know. Music. The name is familiar, but he, he writes um, stuff as well, doesn't he? Yeah, think about him. Think about yeah. him. It's hard, space, it's hard space. It's uh, hard space. shipbreaker. Is that VR as well? Yeah, it is. Yeah, so that'd um, be in in person VR on. <laughs> in Elite that, yeah, that goes well with the with the ship salvage and uh, derelict mega ships and things like that. Would all and EVA itself with destructible ships you can take apart and yeah, there's lots of potential good stuff that could uh, dovetail into Elite for that one because it is very simulation. Base. Yeah. Um, we have uh, Bingo Brewster. He says that part of the reason he's only wanted to play since Odyssey is um, he's, they've only played once since Odyssey is the lack of VR. They're an old fart and never wanted Odyssey in the first place. <laughs> well, he okay. Doesn't need, he doesn't need to play Odyssey. The rest of it in, in VR is perfectly playable now. So, you know, it's 
Um, stay off your feet. Yeah. I mean, I, I am loving the, the VR experience in, in the latest version of mm. Elite. Um, I know that a lot of people say that the Horizons version is better. I'm, I don't agree with that anymore. I think they've fixed a, a lot of the performance problems, and I'm quite happy playing in, uh, in VR in live edition. Um, so I'd say you don't have to play the Odyssey bit, just... Join in with the rest of it because you you are missing out on some awesome Thargoid fights in VR if you are if you're not playing. Simple as that. Amazing. Who's this Ben Moss Woodward person? Never heard of him. <laughs> yeah, some idiot. Some idiot who likes to play other games. <laughs> who would do that? Can't think. Yeah. Okay. Um, I, I do have another thing I'd like though. Okay, go on. Then. Also, I would also like to get speeder bikes in Elite Dangerous, and I mean Ooh. real speeder bikes that actually go fast. Oh yeah, yes please. Yeah, turn a skimmer on its side and climb on. That's that. To be honest, if I could jump in a skimmer and maintain the the same stats, I'd be happy with that. Fair enough. Yep. Chris, do you want to take this one, or are you? Yeah, busy? yeah, no, I can do. Uh, LCU, uh, no fool like one. I'm looking at Starfield ship customization with some envy. Uh, same thing for surface bases would also be super cool. I think I kind of agree with that. Like some sort of surface base, that would be neat. Also, mm-hmm. bigger mega ship interiors. I would love to explore a wrecked mega ship. I kind of should have said part of that for um, No Man's Sky because that's one of the things you could do mm-hmm. in No Man's Sky is there's sort of abandoned freighters that you occasionally come across. So you imagine if you're flying about in super cruise and then you receive a distress beacon and you drop out and it's a you know, in distress mega ship that you can sort of go and explore and, and see what happened. That would be really, really cool. He would also like, he's, he's not got a small list here, he would also like uh, Progen Biology. Uh, we've found almost ev- everything now in biology is common. Apart from money, there's very little award for stopping. Uh, procedural generation would make uh, stopping for biology worthwhile for unique discoveries. Running away brain trees that scan you back. Lovely. Um, I love this from Commander Dirk Hatch. Star Citizen's budget. <laughs> <laughs> that feels right. <laughs> yes. That, that's a bit. That's a bit that you've had in. Yeah, six hundred million was it last month? They've announced. It's something ridiculous. Oh my goodness! They don't that's need to enough. release that that's game. Like the cost of a whole ship. <laughs> oh dear. Anyway, um, who's next? Commander Homburger says, um, it's got to be some Nautica, hasn't it, though? Oh, my thalassophobia stopped me playing Subnautica. I love the idea of it. I love the mm. idea of being... Like, like I've always talked about it, my, my, my Thunderbird my Thunderbird 2 and then 4 moment. Yeah. Um, about. Yeah, that's that's well documented, but um, the reality of it is, I drop into this open water and shit myself. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I mean, I've got some, I've got Subnautica ready to go on, on my Steam, nope. but I'm scared to actually do it because, um, you know, in Half Life, when you're you're swimming around the lake and then suddenly that big thing with big teeth just jumps out at you no i do not and i never will thank you colin that, that's kind of you know it's the jaws moment it's, it's put me off going into the sea for life oh oh god it's it's oh no 
<laughs> it's 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 that crawling over you. It just like gives that crawl over your skin, scary feeling of like the open water and not being able to see the bottom of the water. Really gives me gives me huge paws, and I I really would be excited to have that moment of jumping of 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 that going into that water from um from a spaceship and having that amazing moment and then it would be instant regret there would there's no two ways about it it would be instant regret going i'm so legitimately out of my depth at this moment can't even imagine what it'd be like in vr so scary no thank you <laughs> yeah subnautica is vr isn't it they've it got a VR, VR, yeah, yeah. Plus oh. the universe of elite being the way it is, you know there's going to be a lot of empty space and a lot of empty water and depth. It's not going to mm. be thousands of little fishies swimming around. It will be, I am in a wet void. <laughs> well, actually, oh, those kind of mechanics aren't as difficult to do as we thought because if you think about the Thargoid, um, the Thargons, the way that they're done, they're actually, everything's all calculated off the one uh, of the one drone, so actually doing a, a massive using using that same mechanic to do a massive sort of fish um, shoal isn't as uh, here's me saying it again isn't as difficult <laughs> I was, as you I think. was waiting to pull you up on it. I was waiting you just waiting for you to say it's not that was just not that difficult. Surely, it's, it's I think so every, much... every time someone says that on the show, I think Tom needs to take a drink. <laughs> <laughs> he probably does. <laughs> It's not so much pulling you back to reality, just pulling you back to that table. Um. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, dear. Um, Indigo, do you want to take the next one? Yeah, Rangers GSTQ says, I'd love if faction who controlled the system could direct how the system develops going forward. For example, target changing the system from extraction to agriculture or increased demand for a specific commodity. The inspiration for this comes from the classic Utopia. Mm. Yeah, originally this was supposed to be what happens in what happened in Elite. Eventually, if you develop systems on the periphery, they were supposed to expand into the next system. Uh, and there were plans. I remember all this from the DDF, where they had plans when you you know you you advanced these frontier systems to become more civilized. Um, the stations would evolve from outposts into into Coriolises. Yes, you know what I mean. They they would they would they would upgrade from having outposts to uh, Coriolis, and from if the the system got really advanced, it'd go from Coriolis up to um, oh, what's what's the ring stations? Orbis. Orbis. there. So you know there'd be a kind of progression where a system the more profit the more prosperous a system would get the the more it would it would upgrade and then once it got to a certain point humanity would move out to the next system and and the the process would start again but it was one of the features dropped or it wasn't implemented i remember it being talked an awful lot about in the ddf but it never it never came to fruition in terms of other games there's a there's a mechanic like that that was that was all they advertised for a long time for the sequel to the zombie parkour game, the Dying Light 2, was going to be all about how the world changed based on your story choices, and they would show how one community would look different in different situations. Um, obviously, it's more complicated in a in a multiplayer game, but it would be rewarding, I think, if people could see changes happen within the settlements and outposts in there 
systems as they make some kind of choices about what's going to happen, what the focus of that system is going to be, things like that. Ben, do you want to take yeah. Uh, yeah, the next I'll take one? Kevin's. Yep. Uh, so uh, Kevin's saying that they like Starfield's option to salvage or steal ships. Wreck ships can be salvaged to No Man's Sky as well. Uh, obviously, Elite would require some kind of limitations on that, but it could be a fun game mechanic to go ship hunting. Yeah, and then yeah, yeah, I agree with them there. I think I love the idea of going off and sort of finding I don't know some some commanders, well, some old old commanders uh, Cobra Mark Three, and you know maybe repairing it up and flying it back. You mean from a from a graveyard somewhere? Maybe yeah. I can't think where <laughs> that kind of ideas come around from, but yeah, it seems like a good idea. Chris, do you want to take the next one? Yeah, um, uh, we have got uh, Bograt. Um, what is probably a mute point now, giving the suspended support to consoles? What about cross-platform save, the ability to use your ships from one account on PC, Xbox, and PlayStation? That'd be nice. It would have been nice. It would have been nice, but if I remember rightly, Sony stopped it. Yeah. Because yeah. The, 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 in the Microsoft versus um, Epic trial, there was a whole load of stuff that came out, and um, Sony char- would charge an absolute fortune for allowing that kind of crossplay. It probably would have been okay between PC and Xbox, but um, I'm afraid to say Sony were a bit, um, yeah. Being dicks. They were the bad guys in that one, I'm afraid. Uh, right, well, I guess Dr. Strange Lug dropped the the whole of what? Satisfactory, the thing that I was just talking about. Right. Dropped the whole of Satisfactory onto planetary landings, is what that says, which I agree with. It sounds like a good idea. Fair enough. We've just discussed it then. <laughs> Does someone uh, want to take the next one? Uh, Napoleon. I'll give a shot at that name. Nope. No it's Napilius. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all of the above, clearly a, a fan of lots of sl- suggestions. But apart from that, direct economy like in the X-Universe games. Um, See, it looks meant says, to have that, isn't it? Yeah, well, you know, I remember reading an article a long time ago yeah. about the, simula- the economy simulation that they'd put together, their little mini parallel universe to Elite that they would use for figuring out how commodity mm-hmm. prices would relate and things like that. Um, yeah, I, I'm curious if, if anything like that could evolve now that they've kind of taken the cap off of what you can charge for things on your fleet carrier. That's about as close as it's gotten, I think, to any actual functioning economy. Um, but then also says BGS feels too much like meaningless number changes in fancy Excel sheets, but I understand it doesn't mix well with the multiplayer nature of the game. Yeah, the the other thing that you've got to remember for this for for Elite Dangerous, where it's not like X, where you can basically build up a fleet that can manipulate the entire galaxy's economy. We're we're just flying around in little space yachts. As far as the big corporations have got their massive um, mega ships, which, if it came down to it, we couldn't as players. Um, we couldn't go up against. Against no. Well, we could, considering all our fleet carriers and stuff like that, but the amount of coordinated effort that we would required, I don't think would happen. And I think there is, there is a funny kind of wall that it's run up against, because Elite has that, 
has that basic assumption that you are not a protagonist, right? Mm-hmm. You're you're a person yeah. in a ship. Um, but then when every person has a five billion credit fleet carrier that can carry twenty five thousand tons of cargo, um, it starts to feel like maybe we should be able to affect the underlying economy. Or maybe um, we shouldn't all be running around in twenty five billion dollar fleet carriers. <laughs> Why, just, why not? Just saying. Why not? Because we're meant to be one person, one ship. Hey, hey, that's who carries one ship. Imagine, could you imagine yeah. if you only had one ship? Yeah. Oh. Ugh. Yeah, we'd be there. Disgust me. <laughs> I would I'm be sorry. playing a different game, I think. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> One one player one ship was elite dangerous. Oh, sorry, elite or the original elite, wasn't it? Yes. Yeah. One ship. So we, that's it. We were only in one ship for a long time. Yeah, and then even in frontier and first encounters, you oh, yeah. you were only you only had one ship. You couldn't store. You couldn't buy other ships and store them. Yeah. Yeah. You only had, but you you could change a ship at least in frontier. Yeah. You could. Um, was. <laughs> Sir Max, I'll just quickly take this one. It says Half Life Two Deathmatch. I mean, I like why in I love that in CQC. Like I love an on foot CQC section. That feels mm-hmm. like that would be that would fit with that. It does seem like a bit of a no brainer, doesn't it? Aye. Um, Mad King Hester says Earth like worlds from Starfield by proxy. I feel like that would also bring ammonia worlds and water worlds with tiny islands on them. I mean, I haven't got any experience of what the Earth-like worlds in Starfield are like. I mean, do they feel like they are livable cities? I mean, is it just you land at a city and that's it, or there's sort or of what? little, but there's sort of little buildings and outposts around from the 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 limited sort of bit of exploring. But I've been more in the habitat the uh, habited bit of the galaxy so far, rather than off exploring and. And seeing strange new places yet. I don't know how far did you go, Psychic, when when you played? Uh, um, about as far as um, about as far as eight hours can take you. So um, yeah, so about yeah, about it's... about the sort of same then. So there, there's like bits of outposts and stuff that you can explore, but you know, you see you see sort of repeated objects and stuff like that so far that I've seen from the like the Progen stuff. Mm. Yeah, yeah, I. I I know there's like a set a set distance that you can walk when you land on a um on a planet, but um I don't know I don't know much more about it if I'm honest. Oh, fair enough. Well, that we'll put that one under under investigation so we know until we find out more. Um, I don't know if this is melon husk or melon husk, um, but uh, being able to get up from your chair and walk around uh, in and out of your ship, lighting can star citizen, and now in Starfield. As is uh, Elite and Odyssey are two different, jarringly separate gaming experiences. Also, an EVA like in Helion, uh, salvage derelict ships in POIs. Pretty much everything that Ben wanted. Pretty much, yeah. So, kill, uh, Kilt 801, I don't need another game. I just want to use the checkpoints when earning your pilot's license uh, for, as custom race tracks. <laughs> That's fair. Yeah, it seems perfectly fair. Yeah, yep. that would be yep. great. And I think I think Alec would break one of his one of his new chair legs if I didn't say that that's uh, somewhat included in ED Copilot and also in the <laughs> SRV SRV tracker. Yeah. But um, I think sooner or later Alec is going to show up at each of our doorsteps with pamphlets advertising the spruce behind uh, 
ED Copilot. So, um, yeah. I mean, it shouldn't be that easy. It shouldn't be that difficult to put it in, surely. Well, it's just a fix it button, isn't it? <laughs> it seems easy to me, but yeah. I don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> uh, next time Tom sees me, he's going to give me a punch, I'm quite sure. <laughs> a free punch. <laughs> free punch. Um, Kesnick, uh, I'd like to borrow one thing from EVE Online buildable structures. Imagining shipping up materials to an empty region of space to build your own starport on settlement to be able to populate a once empty system. And of course, this would probably lead to wars, but is that a bad thing? No. Yes. <laughs> Have I got to say yes? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, think, I think for balance, yes. <laughs> I just like the idea that. that uh... just, to, just to clarify, just to clarify, the, the, the um, crew of Lay Radio believe that wars are bad in general. <laughs> <laughs> this, is, this is coming from the mistress of murder herself. Hey. Hey, what what me and my bald babe get up to in my spare time is nothing. Those were all sanctioned. True story. I've always involved in doing it in Eve Online, but I've always been a fan of the idea that you could have sort of small local CGs if a group of people wanted to haul the equipment necessary to build a small yeah. outpost in an unoccupied system or something like that. Some way to colonize a bit of the empty space. Yeah, I yeah, mean, that's I one love of the that things. Idea. Well, that's what, actually of all the things that was expected from Odyssey, um, you know, when the leak happened, that was the thing that I was most excited about because there was this whole idea that we were going to get planetary settlements uh, to manage. And I would have absolutely loved it. was basically a, a fleet carrier, but on one planet. And I, th- I thought that would have been great especially building it up and managing no, it like a proper one home. man, one ship. Get off my elite. I can imagine it working on sort of the BGS level of, of complexity, mm. but as soon as you start giving commanders the option to put something somewhere, then you have insanity. You know, if you've got hundreds of things clustered together around an engineer's base or... Um, no, no, you know, like, like having to deal with actual persistent locations for anybody who wants to build something is a very different proposition than yes. deciding to put in a new structure using one of the eight models and one of the nine types of settlement that we already have. Uh, I completely agree with you. That with you, I was under the impression that um, it was going to be an unoccupied space anyway. You couldn't put any of these things down in um, in the bubble itself. So. I was looking forward to having little mini player bubbles floating around in, in the space. But uh... You play elites to be a commander, not to be a frickin' mayor. If I want to play <laughs> a mayor, no, 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 ben, 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 you, you play elite to be a commander and not a mayor. We, you've got to remember, not everybody plays elite in the same way, because elite and is... And playing it wrong. Big, no, <laughs> I will fight you. <laughs> ben! <laughs> Uh, dear. <laughs> shit. Ben, take the next one. You had to say that, didn't you, Colin? Just before I kill you. Yes. Um, this will be uh, heirlooms. Yep. Yep. Yeah. The ability to gain back materials when you destroy an item in game. Oh god, yes. Mm. We're selling oh, back shit. engineered modules. Why can't we get some en- some materials back? Yeah, it seems fair. Or yeah. getting materials. From plants after you scan them. That'd be nice too. 
The other thing that they want is the ability to go fishing. They want to land on a water world and fish off dolphins. Again, seems perfectly reasonable to me. Got to have a really strong fishing rod to catch yourself a dolphin. How many tons is that? (laughs) Incredible. Yes. Never change, Chris. Never change. (laughs) Or maybe they mean you're, you're fishing... For off the back of your dolphin, maybe that's. What I, I, I think that's how they've written it, but I like to interpret it as you're catching a yeah, dolphin I was just, on a fishing rod. <laughs> I just, you know, I, I, I read it as they're just catching all the dolphins on the on the world. <laughs> it's, yeah, yeah, all, all the dolphins belong to me. Oh, okay. I, mean, I, I mean, you'd just have a, uh, a fishing limpet, wouldn't you? You'd, you'd just like fly above the water and you'd fire off your fishing limpet. Right. And you'd be so disappointed. Uh, that, you can't that's land. You can just drop limpets into the water and they come back with one ton of dolphin. Yeah, we've given you fishing. What you do is you fly above a water world and you fire the fishing limpet down to the surface and it comes back with a ton of fish. There you go. You're welcome. Fishing in game. Uh, Chris, the venom, the venom behind the word fishing limpet is so beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Uh, like it, limpet. There. Uh, <laughs> we, have, we, have, we have Silas Worthy who says, tough one. So much is included already. Maybe being able to create paint jobs and sell like Enforcer or building ships from raw materials to sell into the game and other players like in EVE Online. Knowing your personally manufactured Ferdalance is out there poning noobs. So basically you want Pimp My Ride in Elite. Yeah, hell, why, hell, why would you not? Why would you not? I love, I love, um, like Enforcer being able to just like go and buy a paint job that someone else has made. It's great because my my cars Enforcer are the gayest cars that you could possibly imagine. So um, the rainbows everywhere. Um, (laughs) So it's it's that's a really great functionality. I would like to also have rainbows in Elite. So I'm on board. Uh, Interesting approach to the idea of selling engineered modules too. I've heard people discuss that in the past that they would like to be able to, for instance, engineer. Uh, an Odyssey weapon that they could then sell to someone else or ship modules or even fully engineered ships that they could then sell. Because there are people who enjoy building those things and once you've got the ones that you need, it can I mean, some of us are just inveterate tinkers and will always be be fiddling. Mm -hmm. Um, Over in Loose Screw Space now everybody is, not everybody, several people are engineering AX Dolphins and tonight on JN Track's stream they're going to do a little a little dolphin thargoid hunting. So, um, the, um, but the way got the way the way the ships and all the weapons that you need, yeah, yeah, it could be fun to sell them along to people who aren't into the engineering but would like to be able to do some level the, of the high performance gaming. The way that works in Eve, oh, I say works, but the way that they try and monitor it and make it not something where you're you're constantly going and buying things for money, uh, real, real real life money from people, is that there's kind of like a central hub for um for like buying and selling stuff in eve um which regulates the 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 funds by which you can sell things for so it wouldn't completely eradicate it but at least it sort of like monitors it kind of thing Mm. yeah but because then then it gets like weird yeah the one thing that they have they'd have to do in those cases is they'd have to check for any copyrighted material yeah and as soon as you have to put in checks for copyrighted material, it makes it practically uh, uneconomical to put in, which is a shame. Because that has to become someone's job and responsibility and potential yep. consequences. I'd do it. And- I'd do it. I'm fine. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, we've got, okay, who wants uh, to take the next one? We've got uh, Commander Cronenberg. Um, the trading mechanism from Jumpgate or X3, uh, leading uh, all the way from mined commodities to outfitting and ships to give a real feel to trading. If you need something, you know... Oh, hang on. Uh, you know what to sell uh, the station to get it. Yeah, it's like sort of providing recipes, isn't it? You know, in order for a station to produce one thing, it, you have to supply it with these various commodities before it starts producing it. Yeah, like a little um, chain of control sort of things, isn't it? It's like you can tell it to have shuttles that go out and then stock it up and then like a slightly more convoluted way of the, the trading that you do on fleet carriers at the moment, isn't it? You can kind of run your little mm-hmm. bar and stockpile on the fleet carriers, but not quite sort of fulfil your orders yourself. It doesn't automatically fill up unless commanders do it for you. Oh, Ben. Oh. Ben, you you go mention this and we'll open a can of worms. Okay, I, yeah, just when we're talking about the engineering, I was just thinking, what about if when a ship's died... Then you only ever got vanilla modules back. And- yes, you shut your mouth. <laughs> I would, I would rage quit. I would, I would rage quit elite forever. <laughs> that would be it. That would be it. Fuck that for a game of soldiers. <laughs> Do you not find it funny though? I spend my time like I spend most of my time in a fantasy world, and that is the most insane thing I've ever heard. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I ha- being serious, I have always found it weird how we've super customized our ship, yet then we go and blow it up and we get the exact same thing back. It's paid that's, why, I mean, that's why it costs so much more. Why you get so much more yeah, if you sell what, something? How the I mean, hell is my ship that I've just printed and done all that shit from? How have I gotten all that extra stuff that I had to fly all the insurance way to back? <laughs> that's how the insurance, insurance industry work. works. You have to pay a higher premium on your ship to cover those in the actual modules, so you get them wrong. back when your ship's destroyed. Okay, okay, guys. Being serious, actually, if you do have, if you do, I'm gonna kill you. <laughs> I'm next time I see you, I'm gonna like, punch you in your super, nose. All the super sort of like the the super customizations you got when you got it back from an insurance. Would you get that if you had the right insurance? You would, yeah. And I'm gonna kill you. So let's, let's, let's just. Yeah, I don't know if you would have Ben, this is the advantage of working for the Pilots' Federation. If you weren't part of the Pilots' Federation, yes, you'd get stopped back. But there's a Pilots' Federation, so just enjoy Pilots' just Federation enjoy, just insurance. Enjoy yes. Yeah. <laughs> I As soon as I saw you, that question you, you come up, I, I, I saw it come up and I was like, I, Colin better not say anything. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's why I just said it there. If I could reach point. through the computer and throttle you... <laughs> You all know my opinion on on engineering. Yeah, so the, you know, the less yeah, engineering get it. You're a soft sod. He doesn't want to do any engineering. Yeah. And, and we all know why you're wrong. Yeah, <laughs> that too. We, so, so, so far, looking at, looking at the chat room, you, you've you got a death mark on you already. <laughs> uh, ben times three, please. All right, okay. Um, who wants to take the next one? Not Ben. <laughs> <laughs> um, where were we? Where, oh, yeah, sorry. Marolius. Marolius. Because he's fishing again. What is with the fishing? 
Fable one was, fish. Where did that is that like a fishing. reference to something? Is there a famous game that has a great fishing mechanic that I'm overlooking? Yeah. Valley? Final Fantasy fifteen. Final Fantasy fifteen. Mm-hmm. I ended up wasting hours and hours of my life fishing. And I'm there going, Why am I doing this? It's two o'clock in the morning and I'm fishing. Why? But the fishing in Red Dead is amazing as well. Fishing in the Sims. You can fish in yeah. the Sims. And fishing in World of Warcraft. Um, you Shay is advising us that most good games have fishing. Is that the <laughs> is that your game of the year markup? Can you fish or can does, you not? Baldur's Gate have fishing. Well, yes. it doesn't. No, it doesn't. It doesn't have fishing. Yeah, you can find a fishing rod, but it doesn't have fishing per se. You can pick up fish and yeah. you can enjoy the water, but um, it's yeah, not. Really not fishing. The water. You don't really. You're not really fishing in the water. <laughs> Unless you want to get a shadow, <laughs> Unless, you Unless you want to catch a shadow. <laughs> <laughs> um, the, other thing that also, the other thing they would also really like would be some mini quests that span multiple missions. Yeah, I agree with them. Again. Yeah. Mm. The idea of getting you know, a bunch of you know, mini chains. Like we've kind of got a bit you know, more. I know what they're getting at. Yeah, and so so do I. The problem yeah. is, is that it's when you st- or it it's it gets exponentially more difficult the yeah. more chains you put, the more missions you put in the chain. Which, it, uh, to tell you the truth, that's one thing that I haven't managed to get working properly in Odyssey is the chain missions. I never seem to be able to get a chain mission to highlight. Yeah, I the it, it, it can be a bit weird. It can be a bit weird. Um, paying very close attention to the time and beginning to speed through these a little tiny bit. Um, Sam Semigreen says some of the crazy and wacky side quests from other games like Cyberpunk, Fallout, and Elder Scrolls, or House Flipper. I mean, some of the stations need House Flipper, don't they? Some of the rubbish Hell on the yeah. floor and stuff like that. It's like, yeah. Hell yeah! Picking up some of that, some of that trash that's everywhere. <laughs> okay, we've got Jack Little. Can I be greedy and say all of the heat signature? Is that a no game? Idea. I got no idea what he means. What's heat signature unless it's a game? Yeah, I don't know what he means by that either. Heat yeah. signature is a video game. It's a game from the developers of Gunpoint. Um, you look like you're on a spaceship and, yeah, break into spaceships, make terrible mistakes and think of clever ways out of them. There you go. Okay, yeah. Oh, fair enough. Sounds, Sounds like my standard Saturday. Tactical kind of, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, next one. Uh, Hieronymus oh, Drake. Oh, 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 oh. Um, FO4 Settlement Building. What's yeah, FO4? Fallout, Fallout 4. 4. Ah, Fallout 4 Settlement Building. Yeah. Uh, where you've there got you to go. cre- uh, collect all your sticky gum and string to put all the, the settlement together, I'm presuming. <laughs> I don't think anyone would feel safe inside a settlement that I've, I've built <laughs> off of scavenged parts. Hey, they, no. they did have gaffer tape in Fallout. If I they, they did have gaffer tape, but did they have space gaffer tape? That's That's the thing. Gaffer tape is space. They, they do use gaffer tape on the ISS. Oh, I'm... I, a uh, lot of it, yes. <laughs> yes. Moving on. Little Next Big Yin. Yes. Little Big ne- Yin. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm vaguely aware of who this person might be. Um, I think I'm cheating. I think I'm cheating on a story in with this person. <laughs> <laughs> yes. The shipbuilder from Starfield, or at least the customization aspect. So you start with the base frame and can build upon it. The design language from Starfield would be nice. 
That is to say that there's a notable difference between United Colony ground bases and Freestyle Collective ones. They look and feel different. We can see a difference in design language with ships, but it doesn't translate to bases in Elite Dangerous. It's a very good point. Yeah, very true. Very true. Um, we got uh, Safina, uh, the photo mode from Horizon Forbidden West, or Ghost of tu- uh, Tukushima. Uh, lots of customization options. Everybody drink. Um, basically yeah, everybody fil- drink. Inst- Instagram filters for for our camera. Well, y- we've got kind of a little bit of that. Yep. Okay. Uh, next one. All right. Do you want to take? I'll take Chevs. Uh, so Chevs is saying he wants the character development from GTA San Andreas. If I stay in my ship all day eating McNeutron burgers, my character should put on a few pounds. Uh, also, if you get to talk to Thargoids, then the communications methods from the Captain Blood game, which is a bit of an older game. Um, I suppose nobody mentioned the on X, the link to Subnautica. Uh, they did. Crash, crash in a water world and survive. They did. They did. And I got terrified about it because it's the last of Yes. <laughs> okay, and Intigo, do you want to take Shays? Sure. Shay Blackwood says, again, hard space shipbreaker, uh, zero-G on-foot combat, proper salvage mm-hmm. gameplay should have been in the game years ago. It, it seems like a natural fit um, really and would just be would be a stellar source of, <laughs> no pun intended, source of new, of new content and gameplay. Oh, yep. Excellent. Um, next. Okay. Shark Green Buffalo says, um, "No Man's Sky's derelict fighter would be freighter would be a fun, slightly different gameplay loop to get on foot materials." Hundred percent agree. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Tala Ren, um, I wouldn't transplant it directly from Star Citizen, but I would love to have a bit more distinct design languages between the manufacturers of Elite, along with some new ships. Period. Uh, and we've got Grazer. Uh, I put some dice rolling with that type of mission you get. <laughs> Same mission, different rewards. Maybe make it <laughs> interesting, bar no storyline. Listen, listen. Uh, unless I can get um, inspiration and save scum, I'm not dice rolling. <laughs> <laughs> not dice rolling in this motherfucking game. <laughs> you turn up at an engineer, the dice rolls, and they go, nah, I don't like you. Sorry, mate. <laughs> You're off. Yeah, but, but, but I'm a guild artisan. That means that I've got inspiration at this particular time. <laughs> Can I, yeah. can I add in Winter Mutes? Um, What's that? We need Thomas the Tank Engine. You know we do. I mean, just just change the little cars that go round and round in the station, um, yeah, the station landing, engine. and that could be Thomas the Tank. Yeah. Oh, God. That would be, be the first first <laughs> mod that you can do. Yeah, you get mod capabilities, and then suddenly there's Thomas the Tank Engine. Well, thanks, everybody, for answering that. Thanks to Psychic for coming up with a question. Um, <laughs> You're we'll welcome. <laughs> I'll think on my feet next time. We'll be back with more of this next week. <laughs> we hope. I'll help you all. God help us. So we'll just quickly do our shout-outs, and then we'll we'll round out the show. So our sister station, Hutton Orbital Radio, it broadcasts on Thursday at 8.30. You can tune in at twitch.tv, Hutton Orbital Truckers, or just the audio, you can get that at radio.forthemug.com. For the Descending Commander that likes a bit of CQC action, check out the CQC Discord at discord.com. 
me slash Elite Dangerous CQC, all one word. We're also giving shout-outs to the other Elite Dangerous podcasts, uh, and that is The Guard Frequency, who do other space games as well, and of course, um, Indigo and the Loose Screws over there in the States. Um, following this, we have the latest Galnet News Digest, as provided by Commander Witherspoon and Commander Beetlejude, and we'd just like to thank everybody who's chipped in on the Twitch chat and the in-game commanders who have annoyed well, we're going to say Chris, because it can't have been Ben. It wasn't Ben. Ben can't get in Elite Dangerous for more than two minutes. Yes, you're going to have to look at that. performance issues, way. Ben. Yeah. I am home. I'm getting performance anxiety. You can get you can get tablets for that at your age. It's okay. <laughs> can I get it It's a joke. We fit it in. Add it on your bingo card. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing to be ashamed of at your age. <laughs> you're older than I am, Colin. <laughs> But at least I have both working That's how we know. I always love the fact that Colin always like, marks himself markedly younger than everybody else, but he's such an old bloke. <laughs> yeah, but everybody thinks I'm a lot younger than I look. I don't. <laughs> I'm not sure that's true. <laughs> that's definitely not true, mate. I'm yeah. so sorry. Yeah. I, I Somebody thought I was in my mid-30s the other day, so I was like... No, you're that. not, Ben. No, <laughs> you're know, not. I know I'm not. Direct them to me, I'll correct <laughs> <laughs> I corrected them then and there as well. Right. Well, special I, thanks I, I also. Win. Um, Who's joined you in game, Chris? Um, yes. So, in game uh, posing in the bar at the moment, uh, we have got Miggles, Duck Duck One, Andy Sharp 42, and Siberius. Amazing. Nice. Special thanks, of course, goes to Commander Tokoso, JN Trax, and Alan Stride, who have created the music that we use in this show. But that's it for another episode of Live Radio. If you'd like to get in touch with the show, you can find the contact links in the home slash contact contact us menu section of the laveradio.com website um, do let us know if you have any questions or is it, if there's anything you'd like us to discuss in a future episode Lave Radio is recorded live on a Tuesday evening at 8.30 and streamed out at laveradio.com slash live so special thanks goes to Commander Indigo thank you for having me uh, it's a pleasure having you on we also have, have to say thanks to Ben we have to say thanks to Ben. <laughs> We're obliged to say thank you to Ben for some reason. I'll take it. <laughs> yeah, you will. Uh, there, was an H- there was an HR memo. <laughs> uh, Commander Psychit. If all, I bite. <laughs> and the wonderful Chris Mark for who has been doing tech as well, I do believe. What a ledge! <laughs> You're welcome. <Thank> you, Chris. <laughs> So, until next time, Commanders, fly safe, because I didn't. And if you can't do that, (laughs) fly dangerous.
Nice. No worries, guys. Hold the fort for two seconds. I'll be right back. Galnet News Digest, 12th of September 3309. We read the news so you don't have to. In this week's news, Aegis is developing a pulse wave human scanner. The rescue ships are planning for an influx of refugees. Sirius says it's been developing a people scoop. And the rescue megaships are planning a rolling shutdown in preparation for a move closer to the Titans. Aegis is developing an upgrade to the existing Pulse Wave Xeno Scanner that will locate human captives in their pods aboard the Titan motherships using massive electromagnetic pulses. It's Seo Jin Ai's revelation that the Thargoids are holding their captives on the Titans that has led Aegis to start developing the technology to find and recover them alive. This is important for humanitarian reasons, but the Thargoids are apparently also planning to use the captured humans as part of their attempted military conquest of the human bubble. So if you don't like the idea of millions of Thargoid-controlled automatons marching relentlessly into battle against humanity, then recovering those helpless humans in their pods before the Thargoids have time to reprogram them sounds like quite a good plan. Oddly enough, we haven't been asked to help with the development of this new improved Xenoscanner. Instead, it's the rescue megaships that need our help. As they prepare to take in the rescue captives, they've discovered their supplies of near-fabric insulation, polymers and life-giving thallium have almost run out, and they've appealed for more. This slightly unusual shopping list will be managed by Muller Terminal in the Raab system the same starport used by Aegis to prepare for the launch of an earlier version of the Xenoscanner in late May. The Sirius Corporation has offered to share technology that will help rescue the millions of people held captive on the Thargoid Titan motherships. But it's not clear what it's asking for in return. Aegis is already in the process of developing an improved Pulsewave Xenoscanner that'll highlight the life support pods in which so many people are being held captive. But it's not even begun to address the problem of safely detaching the pods and scooping them up to be brought back to the rescue ships for rehabilitation. So the approach from Sirius, saying that a number of potential solutions and some working prototypes have already been developed, and that the corporation is willing to hand over this research to Aegis, is a timely and, on the face of it, a most welcome intervention. The Old World's Gazette approached Alliance Deputy Prime Minister Angela Corcoran in the hope that, in the light of the Alliance's special relationship with Sirius, she might have information about what Sirius has been developing. Corcoran says she has no idea what Sirius is up to outside the defensive pact, and that in fact she's worried that Sirius might want something from Aegis in return for its patented People Scoop 9000. Knowledge is power, and Aegis has a lot of knowledge. 
Sirius also knows from its work with the Alliance, which appears to consist of charging the Alliance to protect it from Thargoids while actually doing nothing at all, that Xenos mean credits. The Aegis initiative to prepare the rescue megaships for an influx of newly rescued captives is not going particularly well, with some doubt over whether even the minimum success criterion will be met. It's unclear whether the possible failure of this initiative will also delay the availability of the PeopleFinder upgrade to the Xeno scanner. But when it eventually goes into production, it would be mightily handy to have a serious people scoop to go with it. In preparation for an advanced just behind the front line, five rescue megaships stop issuing new mission contracts, and the other six will follow suit one week later, on the 14th of September. Vice Admiral Skylar Anderson explained how, with better understanding of the ebb and flow of the war against the Thargoid invasion, and because of recent advances into Thargoid-held territory, Aegis feels it can safely move the rescue megaships closer without any significant risk of them being overwhelmed by Thargoids. This will allow rescue missions to be completed with less travelling, which will in turn improve the efficiency of the war effort. The first five megaships, the Furster, the Hutner, the Seacol, the Yoshida and the Allied Solace, stopped issuing new missions, but will not move to their new locations for another week. Anyone with outstanding missions at these five carriers have plenty of time to complete the missions prior to the move. On the day they jump to their new forward positions, the Birchinger, the Cavell, the Kisei, the Imperial Sanctum and the Federal Haven will stop issuing missions and will jump towards the front on the 21st of September. By using this staged approach, the rescue effort can continue throughout the exercise. The rescue rangers, who operate the rescue megaships on behalf of Aegis, assure commanders that any stored modules and ships will be carefully transferred to the new location, along with the megaships. And that's this week's Galnet News. Galnet News, we read the news so you don't have to. 